Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other hosts, Brendan McCullough and Mark Choi. How are you guys? I am good, man. I'm very good. I am staying at that sweet, mediocre level. Excellent. Of That's course. better than bad. <laughs> so, uh, what have you guys been playing? Uh, I wish I had more variety, man, <laughs> but uh, Witcher 3 is a long game. Yes, That's it is. Fair. It really, really is. But um anything notable? Um I'm I have a full twenty four hours in it, so that means I have been officially playing it for an entire day. I'm level like fifteen, I think, searching for this obnoxious character Dandelion. Oh uh, Dandelion. People who have played the game know what that means. I won't go into too much detail, but he's really pissing me off. So Interesting. Yeah. Um but, yeah, other than that, um, something cool that happened to me, I officially, well, I, okay, so about a month ago, I pre-ordered the, um, the Pokemon Red and Blue Anniversary version of the new 3DS, um, and that finally showed up yesterday, and it came pre-loaded with Red and Blue installed on, on the 3DS, and it has, like, removable faceplates with Blastoise and Charizard Ooh. on it, so you can, like, pick which one... You want to have on there based on how you're feeling that day, I guess. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, which, what do you got on there currently? I am rocking Charizard because uh, the back well, it, it, because the back panel is screwed on, and I got lazy, and I didn't, and it came pre-installed with the Charizard one. I didn't feel like taking it off because I didn't have a screwdriver on me, and I just wanted to turn it on. Uh, that's a really weak ass excuse, but that's what, that's that's what it is. What it is. you get, what you get. Yeah, but the real question is, uh, yeah, would you uh, prefer Blastoise? Cause yes, I, I would. certainly would. I, yeah. it, I, that Blastoise was, dude. Okay, so first Pokemon game ever. Flashback. Mark Choi, six years old. Picks up picks up blue version. Doesn't even know what he got at this point. He thinks it's just some other game. He's only ever had Mario before. He gets Pokemon and his world is changed. It's like the first so, time Rick James picked up a pipe. He had no yeah, idea man. what was going to happen. The addiction <laughs> he was about to develop. Yeah, man. It's the same thing. I if guess. You think, if you really think about it. but you, you honestly know more about Pokemon than anyone else I know. <laughs> it's funny. That's me now. When I first started the game, I mean, in my defense, I was, you know, six. But I, uh, I sucked so bad. <laughs> I... I was in, like, I think I was in, like, Pewter City. I, I beat Brock, maybe, and I had a Blastoise because I just genuinely couldn't figure out where to go. And I was six, so I had the attention span. Like, like you know, six-year-olds, they'll watch, like, the same movie 37 times in, in like, a week. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't bored at all, so I just fought wild Pokemon for days <laughs> and didn't progress in the story. So I had one badge and a Blastoise. So that's why Blastoise holds a special place in my heart. Are you fucking serious? Wow. Wait, you're telling me that you leveled up your Squirtle the whole way? Uh, yeah, I, I did. In Peter City? Yeah, I, I'm, it was a kind of a tag team thing. My cousin played it a lot with me. So he would like level him up. I would level him up too. And that I, is I guess, so cool. It's like you're like just doing a, a straight up grind. Yeah, we, we really were not. In hindsight, it's really sad. But... <laughs> But yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. 
God. <laughs> that's all your, re- your reaction is just, yep, that sucks. You, that was really sad. Yep, well, that's I mean, a story. Well, I was thinking how I could relate, and I'm thinking, well, I was playing uh, the Final Fantasy card game for a while, and it's gotten to the point where, yeah, I, I need to either just start playing the game or it's going to get old. Dude, I... Okay, I was thinking about this today, Doug. You love games inside of games. So you, you that game in Final Fantasy IX, the hacking game in Deus Ex. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And there's other games, too, that I know for a fact you've talked about before that just I can't think of right now. Yeah, no, there's definitely uh, a trend there. <laughs> yeah, no, it really does. Like, it, it happens, and, like, if a game has a mini game, like, it's almost like... You oh, go I towards can... that more than the actual game. I was actually just thinking of one. There's not too many examples I can think of off the top of my head, but for some reason this comes to mind. Uh, the game Ma- Machinarium or Machinarium, uh, it's like about a little robot. It's kind of like a point and click adventure. Oh, where... yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a cool, unique, uh, style, like really interesting game, but regardless, uh, I do recall that if you're struggling, uh, solving the puzzles, like it's, uh, per screen like there's like, different things you have to accomplish and if you can't figure it out there's like a little helper uh section that you click on and then in order to unlock like the information that'll help you progress through this puzzle you have to play a mini game which is like a key basically doing one of those uh, uh how do i put it it's like one of those helicopter games where like you can go up and down and you have to avoid like certain uh, spikes like slagmites and slagtites, but you're just a key instead of a helicopter. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and then you get to, if you and I think you can shoot certain things down like little spiders. Oh yeah, it's definitely ringing a bell. I played that so many years ago though. That yeah, that sounds. I mean, it sounds familiar. It does. I think the developers of that are working on a new game, or I think it, the new they are working on a new game, but I think that new game's coming out soon actually. Yeah, there was a game after that called Botanicula, and my my buddy uh, just recently told me to go and play that because I haven't yet, so I might have to play that and talk about it on the show. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You should. Yeah, uh, well, I guess I'll talk about games I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Path of the Sky. It's just the greatest, like, roguelike I've ever played. It's just so goddamn fun and addicting. And the interesting thing is, like, it's just still, it never ceases to amaze me because there's so many different options. So I'll, I'll start a playthrough and for instance, your character typically has a bow and arrow and you can get various potions along the way, uh, that can like increase your, uh, movement. It can increase your attack speed. Uh, they can teleport you places. Um, you can earn either gold or shard keys and shard keys are just like, uh, keys that unlock certain chests and stuff. But, um, the, the really cool thing about it is, uh, your enemy is a bunch is typically birds and as i've been playing i've been able to like sometimes unlock certain birds that follow you and like help you in battle but like most of them are typically weak but uh if you unlock certain uh treasure chests and stuff i found that there's certain birds that'll help you that are like extremely strong like the one it's called i forget what it's called but it said it's like this one's really determined and it's like essentially a shooter bird and it'll follow you around and for every shot you take with your bow and arrow it'll also shoot in that direction and it's just extremely helpful when that happens and uh for instance i think i had a shooter bird 
uh, I beat a boss, and then the boss's chest was, oh, an upgrade to a shotgun. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I can, instead of having a bow and arrow, I'll, I'll definitely take the shotgun. And it's like, this thing has three barrels or something in the description. I was like, what? So I activated this thing on it, and then I could have a three-way shot. And I honestly, it was actually probably about a week ago from when we're recording this. I don't remember if the shooter bird adapted to that and had three shots come out with it, but either way, I was just, it was super like OP and I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm just having a lot of fun with it. Uh, highly recommend that game. It's super interesting. I, I swear to God, I've probably made it to the third boss and I don't know if I've actually even beat the third boss yet. Uh, it's really still a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, permadeath. So beware. Do you ever nice, feel dude? Do you ever feel bad about doubting the dev that it would never come out? No, I don't feel bad about that at all. I, I still shame him. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell us. That, he didn't tell us anything. It was like no updates along the way. It just kind of like crept up on us. It was like I don't know why, why sneak it out. Like tell us like along the way. I was super curious about it, and it didn't seem like he was uh, keeping us informed. If if he if he proves me wrong, if he had like a Twitter account all along that I just wasn't following, and he was like, "Yeah, guys, the game's gonna be coming out in a couple of weeks. Keep an <laughs> eye out." Then shame on me. But I don't think that was the case. Probably it, not. I'm not too sure about that. Um, but I know a game I played the Alpha Four De- uh, Deadbolt. I actually made a video for it for our spectacular YouTube channel. That is just drowning in views just super <laughs> popular um but i made a little video of it and that's coming out this month so like march 2016 so i'm not sure when exactly it might already be out it might be like coming out the very last day um but i played it and i love the game the game was fucking awesome and i'm really excited they're the same guys that did uh risk of rain for anyone who's played that okay and Sick. it's dope as shit and I'm really looking forward to buying it because it's, uh, I guess the easiest way to describe it is like Hotline Miami, but side scrolling instead of top down. And you kind of play like a Grim Reaper and you're kind of in the world between life and death where drug dealers turn into zombies. So you're kind of hunting de- You're going through like houses and raiding these like drug dealing zombies and killing them all. And it's brutal as all hell. But as, like, this Grim Reaper character, you can, like, turn into smoke and kind of uh, hide in the ventil- in the ventilation of the building and through the plumbing so you can go up and out through toilets or out through vents and, like, as an easy way to escape. But it's hard as all hell, and it's really fun. So I think you can get the alpha, or I'm not sure, I'll, I'll double check, but at least I got the alpha on uh, itch.io. But if you can wait a little while, the full game will be out soon. So keep an eye out for that, because that game's really fun. Nice. I heard Heavy Rain came out for PS4 today. Also, Hmm. Beyond Two Souls. I'm not sure if... Yeah, I think they both did. Uh, Heavy Rain's hard as fuck. Dude, I love both games. I'll be perfectly honest. The developers. Wait, is that no, sarcasm, Brent? No, sorry. Risk of rain. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say, dude, the heavy rain is like hard to die. Like, it, yeah. you have to like, like I don't even. There's certain situations where like there's fake peril. Like, you, well, you, unless you're Jason. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I it's um, it's so well known. I haven't even played the game, and I know that. Well, I remember because when the game was coming out, they said, like, you could die at any moment and it'll affect the rest of the game. And I was like, let me test this. Like, after I beat it twice, I went through and I tried to die as soon as I could with the father. I forget his name. 
Um, but like you can't actually die until like uh, a good part, like a good bit into it. Like I remember yeah. specifically, there's like one puzzle where you have to get through like electrified wires. And I was like, oh, this is the puzzle. Like, of course I can die here, because if I die here, my kid will die. Like, it'll impact the story. It's obvious. And I just ran face first into all the wires to, like, fail on purpose. And instead of dying, he just gets shocked a lot, and then just kind of walks out holding his arm, like, kind of, like, crying. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Like, I think I got, like, almost halfway through the game before I could actually die as that character. See, I had a terrible playthrough, but at least it wasn't that bad. But no, in general, I do recall uh, the one specific car scene. I think if you're like flying in a car, I think you could easily die there. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, typically though, it was not easy to die in those games. But regardless, they've come to PlayStation 4. I, I'm interested to see how much of a graphical update that uh, entails and also what the price is because I don't see the price really anywhere. So that's interesting. Hmm. I, I mean, I hope it's not going to be a full price, but if they throw the remaster above the title, they might charge full price. Uh, yeah, guys, this is. Uh, I say uh, that I, I've said this like f- maybe five episodes in a row. I I, I need to get a PS4. I, I do. No, you don't. You, you need to finish your games. You already have. You're right. Steam. I know, Brent. Look, this is my <laughs> PS4 is your XCOM too. All right. No, <laughs> don't you put that evil on me. No, but listen, uh, after we just predicted the fact that, well, AJ specifically said that, like, the, the, our current generation of consoles is, like, destined to drop in price, like, you'd be a fool not to just wait till, like, some kind of holiday. Ugh, dude, I know. And I, and I've, I've abided by that fact. And that's but why it I'm just waiting. hurts. It hurts. <laughs> that's why I'm forcing myself to play Metal Gear Solid 5 before I get XCOM, because apparently, I didn't even know about it, but apparently there was a, good handful of glitches with XCOM 2 when it first came out, and they're mm-hmm. still fixing some of them. And I is figure, it, by the time I get it, they'll be done with all the patches, and maybe it'll be a little cheaper. Is it, Are you talking about the, like, the scenarios in which your gun is, like, two inches from an alien's head, and it's, like, 97% hit chance, and it just, like, misses? No, because that's just XCOM bullshit. That's just X- Okay, that's not yeah. a glitch. That's <laughs> just XCOM... <laughs> That's the thing okay. a lot of people don't understand. Unless it is 100% accuracy, there's always a possibility that it can miss. And it's literally just a roll of the dice of whether or not you get it. People rely too much on the visuals of, like, of being two feet away from the alien. But, like, like you said, if it is 97%, you still get 30%. And my problem with it is, if you have, like, 97%, like, five times in a row, and most stuff, you'll usually win. Like, you'll usually get what you want. Well, statistically, yes. Statistically. Will. But, like, it seems like in XCOM, statistically, you'll get fucked over. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like in D&D where it's like, oh, we tied. It's like, oh, no, there's no ties in D&D. Like, if you tie, the opponent wins. Like, you never get the benefit of a tie or something. And, like, in XCOM, it's like, it really seems to hit those weird dice rolls, like, chances where, like, it'll hit that 3%, like, five times in a row. Mm-hmm. But like you can't get that like so it's it's really a gamble. But the game is supposed to make you set up strategies to minimal like minimize the percentage as much as you can. Like that's the point. It's not supposed to be Gears of War where you just run it, or if you have a clear line of sight, you got them. Like stuff yeah. can intervene. But no, apparently there's like game breaking glitches and stuff like on launch day. But I think they've actually fixed most of them by now. Oh, that's cool. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny um, how we're we we all like can talk such big game on these things that we've never played <laughs> oh i've i've been following xcom like oh god i'm i want it so bad like it's gonna be my game of the year even before i play it 
so much to the point there. I made a bet with my friend where I have to beat Witcher 3 and Metal Gear Solid 5 before I can get XCOM. And to spite me, that friend of mine has been sending me nothing but XCOM 2 mods to rub it in my face knowing I can't play it. And I know he, what and you're he talking has about. And it's not me. No, it's not Mark. It's another guy. Uh, <laughs> but I have 20 XCOM 2 mods favorited and bookmarked in my browser. So when I get that game, the day I get it, I'm going to download the fuck out of some mods. You should do it, dude. Hey, man, I'm the one on your side, remember? I'm the I'm the devil on your shoulder. He's the angel telling you well, not to buy it. I'm the one saying just do it. No, he he's the devil because he's throwing <laughs> these mods at me saying, do it, do it, do it, do it. He's teasing me with these mods, and he's okay. a fucking asshole. And I know he doesn't listen, but if he ever yeah. does, fuck him. Yeah, I well, I know who you're talking about, and he was like, you said, hey, Bren, if you just wait till the game's $10, I'll buy it for you. And I was just thinking, like, all right... I hope Bren's willing to wait four years. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. it's not going to happen. Yeah, when he said under $10, I'm like, that's going to be a while. Uh, no, this is actually a different buddy of mine sending me the mods. Oh, uh, what? I also have another bet what? with him. You have multiple people harassing you about this game? Everyone harasses me all the time. That's why I'm so angry. <laughs> oh, my God. No, okay. but I, I make bets with other people because if I have like other people relying on me to do something, I'm more inclined to follow through with it. As opposed to like <laughs> if I'm just like, yeah, I won't eat that bag, like that. A uh, box of cookies in the fr- uh, in the cabinet right now. It's like, who's this for? It's like, well, it's just against myself. It's like, what the fuck? It eat those cookies. It's like, yeah. Like, if I knew someone else is like has money on the bet, sort of thing, like is invested in the bet, I'm mm. more likely to follow through. I see. So I make multiple bets with as many people. I might have a gambling addiction, guys. Like, I might have a problem. <laughs> yeah, you've never been to a casino. No, hey, they have commercials <laughs> for that. Just call one of those numbers. Yeah, <laughs> but um. um I do have some gaming news, like, for once. I feel like, oh. wow, we're actually going to talk video games, but what do you have yes. to say? Well, I'll just jump in with the games I've been playing. I have been playing Metal Gear Solid Five lately. Oh, okay. Um, so I started on that. I finally beat Witcher. I finally beat that boss. Yep. Oh, wait, you nice. beat the one that you talked about last time? Yeah. Yeah, I finally beat him. It was a nightmare. I clocked, Dude! I clocked in at 85 hours total for Witcher 3. Um, The trick is, if anyone's at this point, I won't spoil the story. But a trick with him is I said there was the three phases where he'll swing at you, do a combo, do a dash attack, and then summon the guys. The trick is uh, if he gets his health low enough and it shows brackets of the phases on his health bar, he'll start summoning the guys at phase three. But he'll still do the other two phases. like He'll still do the dash attack and the combo. So the trick is to stay close enough where he'll start doing the combo instead of the dash. Like, if you get too far away, he'll do the dash. If you get even further away, he'll summon the guys. So you want to stay close to him and then just back away as much as you can. So that way you Ah. keep him doing the combo instead of summoning the guys. There's the boys. Yeah, it took me forever, but I finally got him, and I finished the game. I've moved on to Metal Gear Solid Five. I made the mistake of playing it late at night, because the opening cutscene, like, you can't save until, like, four hours in. Uh, Like, oh, I love... Uh, Metal Gear Solid. I love Kojima, but like, God damn it, man! Like, movies aren't this long. Like, th- these games are very long. Um, but it's an open world game for Metal Gear Solid. This is the first one, and it just feels like the right way Assassin's Creed should have been done. Like, you're running around, you find like a base, you can sneak in, track the guys, steal some supplies. You can. Oh, it never gets old. You see it in the trailer where he parachutes guys and you can kidnap them, essentially recruit them into your base. And they just get launched into the sky through this like jet propelled b- balloon. It never gets old. It's always funny every time you see him, but I'm really liking Metal Gear Solid 5. It took me a while 
to get into it, but I'm back in full force and it's really fun. Nice. How's it running on that PC? Uh, great. It's not yes. as demanding as Witcher Three. So uh, I, yeah, it's it's extremely well optimized. Yeah, and, and not as visually appealing at the same time. <laughs> a lot of rocks, um, a lot of sand and rocks. You're in <laughs> Afghanistan in the '80s, so I'm just running around listening to David Bowie just launching dudes into the sky. Oh, was, I love it! I oh, love it's so the, good. I love the soundtrack. I, I haven't even played the game, but I've seen the soundtrack, and I love the soundtrack. It's so <laughs> good. You can steal cassette tapes from guys. Like when you sneak into a base, you can steal like you know metals and like herbs and like ammo and guns and kidnap people and it's like oh don't forget the mixtape the guy has in the uh boom box <laughs> um and i also started playing uh jetset radio because sega had like a free bundle of like classic sega games of so, like golden axe and jetset radio and hell yeah whatever that is hmm. i i nice. recognize all but that yeah i didn't know what it is either and it looks just like a fucking mess of colors like it just it hurts to look at it it's so bright so much shit's going on um so i started playing jet set radio and it <laughs> i know you loved it doug uh and i had another buddy who says it's one of his favorite games and he actually i was streaming it for a bit and he had to stop watching it a because it looks like garbage when it's streamed because the, <laughs> the game was never meant to be and like the frame rate is just so low but it feels like i'm driving like a manual car where like you start picking up speed and then you stop and then you keep going, and then you abruptly, like, it's very, like, jerky, like, the motion. And I, I know people love it. The soundtrack is good, but, like, yeah, the I'm having trouble is with it. Where, what keeps that, uh, franchise alive. It's funny. I honestly, I only played the original, like, Jet Grind radio, like, very briefly on Dreamcast. Uh, but the game that, in that franchise that, like, stole my heart is definitely Jet Set Radio Future, the one that came out on Xbox original. Uh, specifically that game is talk about that even up the ante when it came to the soundtrack. I love that soundtrack even more than the original jet, uh, set radio, but regardless, those games are so goddamn fun. I, I, I understand going back to the original, yeah, jet set radio would probably just, yeah, you'd probably want to tear your hair out, but if you go and play jet set radio future, I bet you'd have more fun, but even still, it is pretty dated and I'm, it's just like more nostalgia for me. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a bad game. I'm, I would just say it maybe doesn't hold up as well. Like, I could see in that age of early Xbox games how it could be great. And the music is good, and, the, like, the whole theme and vibe is fun. But, like, it can be a little tough to get through. But can you... Do you agree that if they made a modern Jet Set Radio anything, it'd be amazing? I yeah. think it could yeah. be fucking godly. And I don't know why uh, Sega doesn't realize this. I I think they might, but also... There's no teams working on it, and it's like, it kills me. It was literally, like, when I set out as a, like, a young adult being like, let's go to college and become a game developer, like, one of my, like, back pocket, like, goals was like, make sure Jet Set Radio doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, think, I don't think I'll ever follow through with that. <laughs> I think anyone who worked on the original games might have moved on to different companies, and I think a second might be like, no one knows how to make a new Jesset radio, like, or everyone who does has left to do other things. So I think that might be, but I agree. It would be really cool if they made like a modern one. Oh, hell yeah. I'd be all for that. Um, but speaking of games with pretty notable soundtracks, I know, uh, life is strange gets a lot of, uh, recognition <laughs> there. Um, in general, Oh God, what happened? No, I just, no. I absolutely love the life is strange. Soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, that's I, I listen, mean. I listen to it, uh, every, uh, every night, before uh, dinner 
<laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's a very specific time you listened before. So How that. long of a playthrough is that? It <laughs> uh, <laughs> doesn't. That's not true. I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> in general, uh, I bring up Life is Strange because their developer, Don't Nod Entertainment, has uh, released screenshots for another game they're working on. It's called Vampire with a Y. Uh, the screenshots are extremely dark, though, so it, like like barely visible dark. So I think the setting no. of the game is going to be like extremely dark. Uh, but <laughs> the idea is it's a role playing game set for release on Xbox One, PS4, and PC, uh, being developed using uh, Epic's Unreal Engine Four, and uh, yeah, it looks like it has to do something with vampires. I guess uh, the Spanish flu is tearing through the population of 20th century britain and vampires are stalking its denizens from the shadows hey man it happens so yeah i mean the thing (laughs) is we've all been there i i i think it seems like a cool concept and the graphics despite being like barely visible do look really good uh and i like the concept i was never a guy that jumped on the vampire fad or like craze like i feel like there was there was a vampire craze and then there was like the zombie apocalypse phase sure everyone got into that a little bit because We're that's still just in straight it. up yeah i mean that never ended uh but i in general the whole vampire one never drew me in but i know there's a big following so i can understand why they would do that but it, uh regardless uh i'm not sure if it's going to be one that i'll be playing uh how, what do you guys think it's definitely not something I'll be picking up day one, but hey, if like I see it's getting a lot of praise and a bunch of people like it, um, maybe on a Steam sale. We'll yeah, see. what gives me faith is the developers because I did enjoy Life is Strange so much, and also they're responsible for the game Remember Me, which is an ironic title because I well, if I would have played it, I would remember, but I've never played it, so I don't know what that's about at wait, all. Is that on? Is that on Steam? Oh, it is. Hey, wait, this is hey. on my wish list. Is it? Oh, it's this like cyberpunk future one. Yeah, I don't remember it doing too well, or maybe. Well, this also it also might be one of the games that it did well. Like it, it's a sound game, but it just got glossed over entirely. Like people weren't really talking about it. Yeah, the, I mean the reviews look amazing. Wow. Okay. Really? Okay. And I saw it in like I might have been in a GameStop, and it was like dirt cheap. So I was like, I, in my the back of my mind, I was thinking, yeah, that must have been a not so well selling game. Uh, some of the reviews seem to fluctuate. Like some seem to seem to say it's really well. Some say it's not so great. So, uh, yeah. It's Cyberpunk Future. Kind of seems cool. Yes. By Capcom. So, that's what I mean. So, it seems like they have a good, a pretty decent track record when it comes to game. Remember Me and Life is Strange. This one, I'm assuming, is going to be up to par. I, I might have to try it out when it does come out. The cool thing being, uh, it depends on like who you hunt as a vampire. Like, uh, the, let's say you kill so-and-so. Their death will like impact and have like will, will have an impact on the outcome of the story and all of that. So that's pretty interesting. So, like, I guess you have to be careful with who you feed on. Well, there's so many games that do that now where it's less action, like, fighting heavy and more decision heavy. Like, Mass Effect and all the Telltale games and Life is Strange and Heavy Rain even. And I'm starting to wonder, like, how many of these games have the illusion of choice? Like we said in Heavy Rain where, like, it it makes the illusion that you're going to die. But even when I tried to die as that character, I couldn't die. Yeah. But it has the illusion of danger. 
Well, as someone who hasn't played the Telltale games, I hear that the Telltale games are more or less illusion of choice. Like, you're not going to necessarily change the outcome. Well, there's a lot of stuff that you can change, and then there's a lot of stuff that, no matter how hard you try, it's going to force you into that one, like, decision. Yeah. But it, I, I do enjoy how much you can change, and a lot of, some of the stuff you can change, whether or not it happens or not, doesn't even affect the story. It's just to add, some people complain that it's like, well, why have a choice if it doesn't affect the story? It's like, well, to flush out the world, you asshole. Like, not everything has to impact the final ending. Yeah. But it's like, life is strange with the bird. Like, you don't have to save the birds in every episode. God knows I didn't. I could only find, like, one of them. <laughs> yeah, but, and I overwatered my plant. I did, too. I was, like, so amped about, like, huh. I totally got the game. Like, I watered the plant every day. And then it was like, yeah, no, you did too much. I swear, I like, like, damn it! 90% of the people do. Like, if I go back and look at the uh, percentages of that. Because one thing with that game is, it doesn't really tell you how much time changes from each episode. So I thought, like, it was, like, weeks between, like, episode one and two. No, it was the very next day. It so felt I, like months because... <laughs> yeah, if you were waiting episode to episode, like, yeah, we it were. was. So, like, I thought it was, like, a week or so later. So when I watered the plant again, it's like, oh, you poured, like, four gallons of water in your plant in two days. I'm like, I, I didn't know it was two days. That, like, that's not fair. That's my defense, too. I had no idea. If only, like, there, there maybe, like, uh, I don't know if you could have checked your phone and there might have been dates or times or something, maybe for that hardcore, but I'm not that... In- I don't know. Yeah, no, you don't, I calendars. mean, you don't even need to, like, use that as an excuse. Like, plants get watered every day all yeah. the time. That's not, like, a weird thing. Even if it was every day, that's normal. One they out sh- of ten for Life is Strange. Uh, <laughs> they, don't, they don't know don't how, buy, to, it's a how plants work. <laughs> Zero speaking out of ten of, Speaking fuck. of one-star uh, r- reviews, we just got our first one-star review. Shout out to Woo! that asshole. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously. And then wait, we did. A, they didn't leave a review, so I don't know why they hate our show. So whatever. Aww, man. Ah, fuck them. Yeah. So if hey, listener, if that makes you think to yourself, oh yeah, I forgot to do that too. I want to leave them a one star. Uh, give us a review. That'd help us out. But yeah. actually, not a one star. That that would not. Yeah. Help don't, us out. Come on, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Much like the show, if you hate something, you have to explain why. If you can't explain properly why, you fail. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Opinion basically- doesn't matter. It was just like, uh, butthurt much. <laughs> anyway, but, um, I guess. Oh, God. I'm, what if it was the developers of Bulletstorm? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they finally heard. They did. It's, they finally realized that their game is fucking atrocious. Or it's anybody from any of the cities we've insulted? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. That's um, a lot more likely. We insulted a lot of them. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but regardless, um, I will bring up this in the gaming news. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, Talisman, a game that me and Bren are very familiar with, oh, uh, has a new very edition. familiar. Yeah, they have a new edition out on Steam for fans of the Warhammer 4000 universe. It's called Talisman: The Horus Heresy, and it's literally just Talisman: The Boars game uh, with like a skin of like different Warhammer characters, and like uh, the board is entirely entirely different, and like the cards are all uh oriented around that universe and it it seems really cool if you're into that series i personally have no experience and no desire to jump into that because i like the old school talisman with like elves and wizards and all that kind of stupid shit you can tell that you've never played warhammer 40k doug because you still have money because the people that are into warhammer 40k 
spend so much money on like their figures and painting them and stuff like I was just gonna say that's the one with the figures and painting and I, yeah. I had the slightest desire to get into that and I I got like the little Lord of the Rings figures that you could paint and stuff yeah yeah and it was real fun but uh I I I, I lost the passion for it shortly thereafter and then I had like a half painted like fucking Balrog laying around I'm like god damn it I've heard stories of guys who spend like money on like the giant figures like it cost them a few hundred to buy the figure and then a guy who would spend like this guy like I guess he just has fuck you money where he can just toss it around and do what he wants with it but he would buy the giant figure then pay someone else to build it for him that way he knows they get it right because he doesn't trust himself to build it correctly Wow! and then then pays someone else to paint it because he he knows he's not a good painter so he pays like a professional artist to paint it and he says he ends up spending like thousands of dollars on this one figurine and then he then he plays with it in his bathtub yeah like that's the thing he ba- <laughs> he, well that's the thing he barely gets to use it because this figure is so like overpowered and so colossal like no one wants to fight you in a real game so he has to like find special scenarios where he can use it and it's like you spent thousands on this like statue essentially because he can't use it and it's just like my god like that's such a waste of money <laughs> like yeah. i'm sorry if you like warhammer but like you gotta realize that's a terrible investment that's just like saying yeah. you have like an extremely like triple holographic card man i'm telling you this one is the one <laughs> yeah some oh. dot-com millionaire <laughs> i uh actually i had dude i i fell from grace man i had a uh, pokemon card that was worth about 300 bucks at one point in my life holy shit what was it it was a japanese holographic blaine's charizard oh yeah i remember that that's pretty cool actually yeah it was i had my uh so my my grandfather in Hawaii got me a pack of cards straight from Japan and I opened it and I got that card and I like lost my mind. And we looked up (laughs) how much it was worth. We saw how much it was worth. Stupidly, we just put it in a drawer somewhere, hoping no one would steal it because it was all the, like, it was like the talk of my elementary school. (laughs) And now it's worth about $7 maybe. (laughs) What? It, what? And it, it was no, at it some dep- point three hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, at the time, yeah, it depreciated so badly. It was. I know you should have sold it at the time. I know I should have, but my parents were like, "No, we're holding on to this." So that's because like uh, p- kids were threatening to steal it from me. They that is were so ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was bad. But. No, I had a birthday party as a young kid. I forget how old we were specifically, like maybe 11 or 12. And we're, there's, everyone had Pokemon cards and a fight broke out in my basement over like someone thinking their Pokemon got, cards got stolen and shit. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, there oh. seemed to be like a strong era of like the 90s where it was like collectible shit. It's like this stuff will be worth like Beanie Babies. Like it'll be worth thousands in the future. And then it's like 2000 hits and it's just like no one gives a shit about exactly. anything collectible from them. Exactly. Remember Pogs? No. No one else does. <laughs> Get rid Pogs. of that collection under your bed. No one uses Pogs. Dude, imagine I, if just any of those fads just, like, happened to just hold steady and just, like, long live Pogs. Like, what if, to date, like, you'd be, like, turn around a corner and see people pogging each other and doing whatever you do, like, <laughs> having a match. That would pogging each other? Do you know what Pogs are? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, I'm saying, oh, okay. like, I don't, you can't use it as a verb, but, you know, like, yeah. how do you say, like, oh, seeing them... Throw they were pogs at each other. They were like, playing pog. <laughs> All right, whatever. Hey, well, <laughs> it just yo, sounded dirty. Speaking of weird, rare collectibles from the nineties, 
did you guys hear about the uh the Nintendo PlayStation or the place yeah, the Nintendo PlayStation, I yeah. think it is. I think I have heard about that. Yeah, so back when discs were a big thing, um like Sony reached out to Nintendo and said like, "Hey, let's like collaborate. We'll make like all these next games using discs cuz Sony like was the pioneer with discs." And uh they got really really far into it and then Nintendo was just like, "No, nah, we don't want to do it anymore. We're going to keep using cartridges." So yeah. they made like 200 of these consoles. And it was basically like fell off the face of the earth. Everyone forgot it even existed, like because no, it never came out. Mm-hmm. There was even games made for it, like in prototype and stuff. One of them was found in some guy's attic whose dad worked on it or something. And the dude like showed it on Reddit the other day. Um, and apparently it's like from speculation, it's worth like over a hundred grand. Like it's worth so much money because there's like. There might be other ones in existence, but like most of them were destroyed because it like didn't want to get leaked. So it's like a super rare item that like it's pretty crazy. I don't know. And the dude was like he like it like didn't have like an AC adapter, so he can't turn it on. <laughs> yeah, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go find one," and ever people were freaking out, like, "No, you're gonna break it!" <laughs> Yeah. Like, don't do it! Don't just find some random AC adapter and turn it on. Just smashing so, it in. Yeah, so I, I guess we'll see what happens with this thing. It looks crazy, dude. It has, like, there's, like, images of it online if you want to check it out, but yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. He probably Never already mind. fried it, and then he's like, well, I'm just going to still sell <laughs> <Fuck>. for 100k. <laughs> for 100 grand. Yeah, it totally still works, guys. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the first time someone did that on eBay. True. Yeah. Oh god! If anything like comes back from the '90s and it, like increases in value again, I really hope it's those gold plated Pokemon cards you got from Burger King because I have like all six of them. Oh They're my god! Not going anywhere. <laughs> those ca- it came in that massive Pokeball. Oh yeah, I looked them up like on eBay the other day, and it's like three dollars for all of them or something. I was like, that's not even worth the shipping cost. <laughs> I might as well just throw them at animals to entertain just, myself. Like just keep it. Yeah, just keep it at that point, dude. Oh my god! Like I, I am. I got. No, I can't do anything with them. I, my house is full of ninety shit, and I love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um. Well, is there anything else uh, pressing we want to bring up, or do you guys want to play I Was Walrus quick? I kind of want to uh, participate if we have time. Ooh. Yeah, I'm tired of losing. Um, I'll Ooh. bring up a few things. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh games broken on launch, like XCOM, uh, Street Fighter Five. Very broken on launch. Like, oh, ho, ho, really pissed ho. off a lot of people. We talked about it with uh, Bruce not too long ago. He likes it, but I think it's because he said he hasn't like played it online too much. Or I'm not I'm sure exactly why. Go back and listen to his episode. It's great. Yeah. Um, but Capcom has said that there's no way of really penalizing people that rage quit matches now, like at the time. So most fighting games have some sort of way of penalizing you if you just quit mid-game, like mid-match, because you're losing and you're just being a little bitch and you rage quit. And Capcom said they're working on something, but they didn't have it ready for launch. So it will be implemented eventually. But as of right now, Capcom's telling people to write down or, like, record, since you can play it on PS4 and, like, record everything you do. And they're, like, trying to publicly... They're recommending to publicly shame rage quitters. So... 
there's not like really one website to do this. So like people are just posting it like on YouTube or on forums or wherever they can. But like Capcom's like advocating to like shame rage quitters. And it's weird that a company's telling someone to shame other people. But if there's anyone to do it, it's rage quitters. Cause if you can't lose a match, if you freak out so hard that you have to quit the game mid match, it means you're a bitch. You're a little bitch. Take the loss. Keep no, playing. Don't I'm, rage quit. I'm definitely on your side. I just think that's so uh, interesting that they even launched it without that ability. And like, so what's the what what is the consequence going to be? It's just going to be like, okay, you you rage quit. Now all of a sudden you're banned from uh, creating an online match for the next what thirty seconds or like X amount of time frame. Well, you probably get like so. There's probably a leveling system. My, I, I don't know. I've never played this game, but probably, <laughs> like, I know for other games, there's like leveling systems, and then there's like penalties. Like, it takes you way longer to level up if yeah. you if you if you rage quit. I think that's just way more effective than yeah, telling your audience just publicly shame them. <laughs> well, I, and I have some other info on this game. So basically, the game shipped not finished, and that's very very obvious. And the reason yeah. why from what I've been reading is that there was a very, very big like MLG Street Fighter tournament thing coming up and they needed like Street Fighter V for that. Like they needed it and like no excuses. It needs to be here for that. Like we need to push MLG. We need to push like pro circuit stuff. So We'll push the game out now. It works locally. You can play one-on-one, like, local co-op or local multiplayer. But everything with netcode and everything else is complete garbage, and it doesn't fucking work, and that's the way it is. So that's why it shipped the way it does. So, uh, guys, yeah, in a couple months, you'll have a full working game. Isn't that great? <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Isn't hell? that awesome? You you spent 60 bucks and you get a really awesome game uh, a couple months from now yeah it's awesome eventually. you're investing in it uh, but yeah i'm not sure capcom hasn't said what they're going to do they haven't really given any specifics of what the penalty is going to be but i know of some games that do that where they put uh like timeout on you where it's like you can't play online game matches now for the rest of the day like for 24 hours oh that's wow your, that's maybe not that extreme but like there is like a time frame where they'll like penalize you like or if there is a leveling system, system like what Mark said, like maybe they'll do that. Like I'm not sure exactly what it'll be, but there it is kind of serious because it kind of ruins the community and really messes up the whole matchmaking system, like for online matches. So it does influence, like you know, when people are making when the system's making matches for people to play online. So they really try to cut down on it. And if you rage quit matches and you can't handle taking a single loss on your record, don't play games online. Don't play with other people. Play against the computer because that's who you deserve. A computer is your friend because you can't handle losing a single oh, match. Whoa. I know. So like, wait, no, why don't no, they no. just implement it so it's like if you rage quit, that counts as a loss? Th- maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe it'll be a, like an automatic loss. It should be. I mean, you're yeah. quitting. <laughs> like you lose. The next, the other person wins. I think that should it should honestly, if you get rage quit on, you should auto win. They lose, and then everybody in that situation gets what they deserve. Auto karma, not I hard. I know yeah. some games, uh, people were pissy about that, like where it did count as a loss if you disconnected, because some people would lose power while they're playing or so- they oh, lose well, the internet. Oh, boo hoo, you lost one. Like- and that's the thing. You're like, yeah, it's like, all right, so you got one bad one on your record that you didn't actually lose. Like, 
so what? You'll probably play a thousand games. Like, I was going to say, yeah, one? and you're not going to have a perfect record. And even if you did, like, so No what? one has a perfect record. Yeah. Yeah. I remember back in the Halo 3 days, like, the matchmaking system, it was like, I don't know, in a way it was good, but in a way it was also very, very broken. So, like, leveling up. So, the max level in Halo 3 was, like, 50, if you guys know. And if you had, like, a baseline of doing pretty poorly and then all of a sudden doing really, really well, you just, like, wouldn't level up. It was so dumb. Like, my friend, I don't know, he lost maybe, like, 50 matches, let's say. And then we had my one friend who came in who was, like, pro, basically. Like, he played, like, MLG stuff, and he was, like, unbelievable. He won, like, 170 matches in a row. What? He he could only get him up to, like, level, like, 17. Whereas, if you open a new account and won, like, 50 games in a row, you'd be, like, a 50. It, it was, like, the most broken leveling system in the world. I remember my character... I Dude, like, I was... Not bad at Halo 3. Like, I was pretty good because I, like, hung out with all those guys that were, like, pro. And I got to level, like, 46, I think. And that's where, like, I capped out. But it was, uh, yeah, dude. So I don't, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. I just cool. People might think it's interesting. Yeah, no yeah. sweat. Um, can we play some I Was Walrus? Are you guys down? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'll say something real quick, though. Um, no, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> It's happening anyway. Uh, a, Fox has pulled the Gambit movie from their schedule. If you were in- interested in a movie starring Gambit, all about Gambit, uh, coming out from Marvel, it's not happening. Get over it. Two, uh, if you remember Psychonauts 2, how they funded money through that weird, sketchy website that Tim Schafer knew the creator of, and it got fully funded, and people are <laughs> idiots for wasting their money on it. <laughs> that website was fig.co, uh, where you could be like an investor on the project. They're now doing that with Rock Band 4 to get it onto the PC. Because God knows we need another Rock Band, and everyone knows people love standing around one computer to play it. Yeah, that's weird, man. Yeah, that is... I almost wish I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Huh? What? I just... I honestly thought that that market, like, or that demographic is, like, they have all the games they need. Like, I don't, they're, fuck rock band games. I don't know. I'm not into that anymore. I, that, it was fun, like, for the drunken party, maybe. Yeah. But it's still, like, to have all the accessories and the game itself, like, you're looking at, like, 200 bucks, like, plus the console and all that. So it was, like, yeah. I don't know. In general, I think it was overpriced and, like, and then you have it and it barely gets used. So. I mean, yeah. No, I, I uh, I was like, because I play so much in the groove slash Dance Dance Revolution, uh, that game, I, st- I started the game off on like, like expert High difficulty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, like I like it a lot. Like, and even like the singing's pretty, pretty like easy. Cause you, you don't even really need to sing the lyrics. You kind of just need to like hum in the right pitch. It's like really not yeah. that hard. Like anyone can do it. Oh, yeah, and as an actual musician who's played guitar for like going on ten years, like I have zero interest in those games. Yeah, yeah, no, and like, like you said, Doug, like they're 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 fun to like goof around with a lot. I like like I love rhythm games, but even still, like for me, I don't know, like I'm I'm kind of yeah. Well, guitar, I'm, I, I'm on, I, yeah, I'm on the same boat as you, Doug. Basically, okay. yeah, 
Guitar Hero is going to do the one where it was first person perspective, and when you started failing, the crowd would boo at you. So you'd see like <laughs> thousands of people booing at you. Yeah. Like, no one wants that. No, I've I, heard people talk it up and be like, oh, it's great. And I'm like, no, like, that it's, sounds <laughs> terrible. It's Anxiety Simulator, like 2000. Like, no one wants that. <laughs> anxiety Simulator. That's great. Because people always say, like, you know, oh, they got up on stage. It's so brave of them to, like, be honest and open with themselves on stage. It's like, now imagine doing that where it's a game where everyone's staring at you. Like, oh, that would be terrible. But Rock Band 4 needs, uh, what is it, 1.5 million in 35 days to get fully funded. And it's already coming out on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And uh, let's see here. Harmonix would self-publish the PC version about a year after the studio... And co-publisher, here's a fun name from the past, Mad Cats. Will oh Rock my Band god, for... dude, Mad Cats controller for the guest. <laughs> yep, it's the co-publisher uh, is Mad Cats. No so shit. if you didn't trust this website enough after Psychonauts, and if you honestly believe Rock Band deserves to be brought out after 2006... Uh, and you believe in Mad Cats... I was going to say, there you go. and you believe that Mad Cats is still around... Oh my god, I am astonished they're still around. I am flabbergasted. Man, they must have a staff of, like, six. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess they're publishers now. But, once again, like we say with all Kickstarter stuff, if you want to do it, go ahead, it's your money. But, if it blows up in your face, this is, you know, the risk you run. Yeah, the warning we've been warning you all the past year, so. <laughs> yeah. That's all I had. All right, cool. Well, then, let's dive right into I Was Walrus. So, if you could, ha- or uh, no, starting off on a bad note. Here we go. <laughs> Take four. Uh, so the sixth sense is seeing dead people. What is the seventh sense? Hmm. I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready too. All right, ready. Three, two, one, go. Feeling aliens. Uh, dreaming of people who have not yet been born. So basically, people who have yet to come. Ooh, hmm. that's strange. I've actually... That's... Oh, what? I was going to say, that's, again, actually a reasonable answer for this question from Mark, which I am very surprised by. Yeah, it's, it's the fir- <laughs> I know, it's the first thing that came to my head, and I was like, I can't pass this up. But in I, all I, reality, I, have you ever had a dream, and you've seen someone you've never met in your entire life, and you think to yourself, does that person exist? Is that someone I just passed in, like, randomly, and just, like, that's my brain uh, reiterating that? Or is that someone somewhere in this universe that actually yeah. exists? Believe it or not, psychologists claim that the human brain cannot make up a face. So, yeah, I was going to say it's a theory just because I don't yeah. know any way to prove it. I, yeah, so, I, I just I think so, that's disprovable. Yeah, so like any face your brain dreams of or you think about is some – or not maybe not think about, but so dream about is someone you actually have encountered in your everyday life. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't say everyday life because I've had a dream about Lizzie Kaplan before, 
and it was scandalous. But I've never <laughs> seen her in person. Yeah, no, I mean not okay, not every day, not, not oh, okay. talking to them. Like just like yeah, you you physically you it, a split second you see their face that you've is, seen them somewhere. Yeah, that's stored in your subconscious somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. now let me uh, defend my answer. So, uh, seeing dead people that's great and all, but you're feeling <laughs> aliens. So like you're like you're just like will randomly go somewhere, and these aliens are like kind of invisible, kind of in uh sort of like the Final Fantasy, the spirits within. And but instead, you, can- <laughs> you too, and referencing your <laughs> shitty favorite movies all the time. Um, but no, but and then you just like kind of reach your hands out, and there it is, and you you can't see it, but you definitely know it's not anything of this world. Okay, so it's literal feeling, like physically feeling, not like sensing their presence. Like you're groping invisible alien bodies. I'll also say you can uh, sense them, like kind of like radar. You you know they're around. So, or how else would you know to grope? I mean, you could just be, like... Blindly groping? Yeah. No. I mean, you, you've never been to a strip club before, Abby. Oh, That's God. what I do. That. Um, so, like... That'll get you kicked out in Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> so I hear. Uh, I've never played the game myself. <laughs> um, alright. See, like, Marx is kind of, like, self-explain... Like, it's... I got it. Like, it's all right there. But like, it's what like the next will step. that do for you? Well, I mean, what use is, like, feeling aliens? Like, because then you'd be like, guys, I felt this weird tentacle thing. And everyone's like, all right, crazy man. Yeah, just be like, it's right over here. And then they go to show someone and they can't feel it because you have the seventh sense and they don't. Yeah. Well, no, and then the alien eats them and it's game over. But why wouldn't the alien eat you? Because I'm feeling it up. (laughs) (laughs) There's your lesson for today, kids. Moral of the podcast. If you give someone a handy, they won't eat you. Yeah. Whether they be human or extraterrestrial. Would you like to defend yours at all, Mark? Or is it pretty open and shut case there? No, I mean, it, it seems like the next logical step. So six, the sixth sense, you know, I see yeah. dead people. So it's I just, see it's, them. They're here now. They're already dead. I just so, don't associate you with logic. That's what's throwing me off. I know. I'm uh, <laughs> thinking outside of that box there, man. Um, so yeah, like, the seventh sense, you know, we're taking it a step further. So your, your dreams are just a bunch of different babies of people that are about to get born. That's, it does, that's going to that be overwhelming. Ne- it doesn't necessarily mean they're babies. And also, this maybe you, isn't. How, in- how do you else do you get born, Mark? You, dude, I said, <laughs> I didn't say babies. I said people. So you might, you might dream of someone who's, you know. Well, here's the, here's the problem. Doug, Doug has a rare condition where he sees all human beings as babies at all times. Oh, mm. damn it. No, I thought this had something to do with like being born. I don't know. But he sees who's about to be born, like... Or even, he, they don't even oh, need so, to be, it doesn't even need to be, like, who's about to be born. It can, you can, you dream about someone who hasn't... Future hasn't, people. Who, it, yeah, people in the future. But, so you're seeing them as, like, a 20-year-old, though, or something. You, you don't know, that's the thing. That, oh. That's what, that's what makes a good movie. He doesn't have the seventh sense, Doug. It's theoretical. Hmm. I just imagine you, like, dreaming of someone and be like, oh, I know who that is. Like, I can tell from the genetics. It's going to be these two people's parent, or these two people's kid. And he just, like, punched that in the face. <laughs> Fuck you. You're going to hook up with her and I hate you for it or something like that. Like a weird reverse back to the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you can. Hell, on that premise alone of a weird reverse back to the future, I'm going to give it to Mark. Because I'd like to see that movie. Ah, oh, damn it. I was going to jerk off an invisible alien for you. Oh man! No, nope. Didn't ask for that. Didn't. Nope. Uh, no one wants that. 
It sounds like you just did jerk off into this plant. I did. No. Uh, oh my god. I was expecting Mark to be like, you can sense pudding or something like something crazy. <laughs> um Alright. If you could give the other person playing right now a tattoo, what would it be? Ooh. Hmm. I was hoping we'd have Mark on for this one. <laughs> hmm. This is tough. This, this is, is tough. I have a couple of ideas floating around, but they're not that great. We said the same thing about this podcast. And look how it turned out. Still not that great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm go- I, I'm ready, and I could have done something. I have a backup answer, but I don't think it will ever hear it. So, But I'm ready. All right. This game's supposed to be swift. I'll just pick something random. So let's go. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. A Harley Davidson tat uh, logo on his forehead. Oh. <laughs> a tattoo of the genie from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Javi? Oh, yeah, Javi. Where? Uh, uh, on his full, oh, full chest, like the entire, <laughs> from chest to like, like where his crotch starts to go is. It's the genie from Pee-wee's Playhouse. From the neckline to the pelvis, you got yeah, Jambi all over. It's his face. Oh my god. Uh, Alright, and there's a reason I went with my answer. Like, it, it actually has some like credibility. I was told this story by my dad once. He knew a guy, uh, his name was Charlie, and this guy was like... Davidson? No, well, he in, gen- uh, in general was like a Harley Davidson fanatic and like a motorcycle enthusiast, and he legitimately did get the the logo uh, tattooed on his forehead. And it's funny because he said like later in life it just turned into this black blotchy like you can't distinguish <laughs> what the fuck it is. That's so depressing. Yeah, well, it's just who does that in general? <laughs> but the, his nickname was Harley Charlie. <laughs> so, uh, and I just kind of wanted the put that curse on mark no <laughs> yeah for anyone who has tattoos or plans on getting tattoos you have to get them touched up they sag the ink fades you gotta keep them you know and, and on your forehead i'm assuming that does change over time like i, I feel like that's gotta get a lot of wear and tear. I think yeah in like, general you should avoid forehead tattoos yeah and that's the thing uh, okay so i got peewee on my chest at least i guess i can <laughs> wear a suit and you still manage, jumpy. You you like, jumpy. i can fucking oh manage God. to attend a funeral and still like have some kind of like <laughs> You're but it's your know. whole wait, chest wait, wait. It gets so much better because if Doug wears like a buttoned up shirt or something or a hoodie and then someone <laughs> just runs up and they go, Hey, Zombie! He rips over the shirt. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> What's oh, the God. magic word? <laughs> I just imagine Doug like grabbing his gut, like f- like pushing it together so it looks like lips so he's talking. <laughs> make a like a high, make a hiney, hiney. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and the genie who make a wish. We're going cuckoo on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like the best mental image ever. I really hope some douchebag in Portland has that tattooed on him. Because <laughs> Portland seems like the land of regrettable tattoos. Probably. Um, as much as I love that though, I think the Harley Davidson on the forehead is like Having John B. tattooed on your chest is ridiculous. Like, if people see that, they know you're insane. But, like, if people see the Harley Davidson, it's kind of like a brand and it's super popular, especially with bikers, to get that, like Doug said, and to get them imagine on Imagine that on Mark. 
Imagine, yeah, so you if can't it's on Mark, any bar, any anywhere without like, yeah people approaching you, me- you. You immediately look like the biggest tool, like the biggest douchebag. Like I should have made Jombie be his face. Like it's a yeah. like his face. He is Jombie. Oh, Doug God. is Jombie. Well, no revisions. I can't. I know. I lost. But yeah, I know, like- Doug's in teal face at all times. <laughs> oh, God, that's scary as fuck. It's very racist to other genies and gins. Yeah, man. Maybe Casper too might get pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the Harley Davidson one. Damn it! Just because, oh, man, because it's Playhouse. I, it's Mark, a true story. I love it. I love it. But a, it is a true story, and b, because like it's somewhat reasonable to get that logo tattooed on you. But like it being on you and on your forehead makes it like much worse like it's one of the worst things you get it'd be like getting like the yeah. crypt sign like tattooed on your cheek or something like <laughs> it's like it's terrible to get so, i did yeah i know i th- the topic yeah i'm not gonna i lost i know i'm <laughs> yeah. saying the, i when we, the topic came up it was not where it's i didn't know i had to pick where it's gonna be it was just what it was so i didn't i panicked and just picked the chest no but you picked a good spot like yeah. that would have that worked yeah believe me i was very torn on this one but the fact that like it kind of works like the Harley Davidson one like is like actually reasonable kind of makes it work better cuz and you can't hide it. True. Okay. All right. I'm uh I'm not gonna not gonna bicker. We can, if, we can move on. If I can give you if I could give brownie points for my favorite answer so far, it would be that. Yay! Yay. <laughs> brownie points mean nothing. <laughs> um okay. Last one. Round 3. If you can make one food sentient functioning member of society what food would it be? Ooh. Damn. You move into a new apartment or a new house, and you look over across the way, and you see your neighbor waving back at you. What food is it? And why don't you want your daughter marrying it? Is that you're part also, of it, too? You're also a foodist in this. Yeah, you're a food. No. no. <laughs> you're a foodist. You're a foodist. You hate food people. Them uh, and their strange ways. I need some ways. time on this. This is really good. So, so we don't like them, right? Is that the thing? It, Can we add no, that to not it? not really. If you want to. It doesn't have to be, though. Okay. It just has to be a sentient piece of food. Hmm. Alright, I think I'm ready. It's really dumb, but it's something. Whew. This is, a, this is a, it's a rough one, man. It's been a hard road to nope, travel. Nope, stop singing Think of the Category. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I forget what I was going to go with. No, I gotta All right, no we're good. Alright. Let me write this down. Marky's distract. It was super effective. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm ready. Oh man. If it makes you feel better, half of my answers for I was the walrus have been dick butt because I can't get it out of my head. So I'm... never feel bad about how stupid your answer's gonna be. Alright, I'm ready, Bren. Alright, me All too. Right. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Da asses. I don't know what that is. I'm gonna say what? jelly beans. Friend, you do know what that is, actually. What is it? It's that Korean snack we found at H Mart that's super poorly named, and it's literally D apostrophe asses. I have video footage of you seeing the box, so you can't dispute this. Oh, whoa! And I'm actually almost want to revise my answer. Are you? I almost. I don't know if it's. I don't know, but there's like this like local. It's actually not local. I guess it's Korean or some kind of like candy of like these little bears. I don't know what they're called though. But yeah, they're those, at Target. Those, those teddy bears. Yeah. Oh yeah, dead asses. Dead asses. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find the box. Oh, I remember now. Fuck, I'm looking this up now. Dasses. D apostrophe asses. A s s e s. 
<laughs> oh, Cor- Korea. Dasses. Okay, some kook, <laughs> some kook dasses. All right, the kook dasses. Friend, you were there when we found them. <laughs> you. Oh my god. <laughs> and what was yours, Doug? Jelly beans. Yeah, they just hop around. No, they don't hop around. <laughs> I saw that episode of Rick and Morty with the sentient jelly bean. I know what he tried to do to Morty, and I am strongly against that. It was traumatizing. Oh, see, I never saw that, and maybe I would have thought twice. It is one of the darkest scenes in the television show I've ever seen. Oh, God. Like, Law and Order SVU level. <laughs> As I say that, though, and Rick and Morty is one of the best shows on TV. Bar none. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta go with dead asses. Just because the name of having to say that to like, oh, uh, you know, honey, what are you looking at? Oh, sorry, I was staring at dead asses. And then just like, what? It's like, ah, oh, it's the cookie. I was staring at the cookies. It's a bad translation. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll be perfectly honest. The asses look delicious. They do. They <laughs> look like cream filled cookies, like sort of like Nilla wafers, but like not chalky and plastic, like better. It looks like a little Milano, but with like some difference. Yeah, and like they have like different flavors in them. Like I think one was green tea. I see. There's also like a white chocolate, maybe one that looks good. Guys, Asian candies are like absurd and like beyond creative. Yeah, what the fuck are those little teddy bears called? Ah, teddy grams, but like pandas, so like pandagrams. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but we're going with dead asses. Damn it! Yeah, God knows I love a pun, and it's a dumb name. This is, I just want to thank everyone. I want to thank, uh, I want to thank my my family and it's called Hello Panda by Miji or M E I J I. But anyway, yeah. Oh, congrats! Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I just want to thank. My family and uh, to Matt Basta and Doug just start playing the music halfway through his speech, like the Oscars. I was playing it, but then off. I was gonna be like, "The global uh, heat crisis is the real thing." <laughs> <laughs> I'm Leo. Yeah. I'm a Leo. <laughs> but all right, um, all right. I'll, let's wrap I'll, this I'll episode up. Um, so let's do some plugs. Uh, where can listeners find you, Bren? None of their business. I like my privacy. Fuck off. Oh, yeah. They are a bunch of assholes. They, they're they just giving us one-star ratings and trolling us lately. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. We love you, listener. Please tell your friends about us. But, Mark, how about you? <laughs> Please like us. Please love us. Oh. Uh, ABTS Mark on, on uh, Twitch. Excellent. Yeah. Speaking of our Twitch, uh, we missed the last two weeks of Mouse Guard, so it's kind of indefinitely on a hold. We're on hiatus. I don't know if it's going to come back or not. Sadly, uh, we're just having issues with scheduling, and uh, we're trying to figure that all out. But uh, we'll keep you posted. But in general, I'm still playing games every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so check it out at twitch.tv slash abtsilence. And yeah, give our Facebook and Twitter some love. Uh, We really appreciate you guys listening, and we'll be back next week. See you.